episode of she's at the wheel van life podcast i'm on a creaky chair the heat is going and i've not got my headphones <laughs> so this is gonna be a blast yeah so i'm just in a car park in plymouth at the moment i just had a bit of a weird experience some guy came up to me and asked me if i'd do up his shoelaces <laughs> he just started chatting to me as you do and then he was like oh can you do up my shoelaces for me and there was just something in his eyes that made me feel really uncomfortable <laughs> and I was like how am I going to deal with this because this man could be a perv that gets some sort of weird kick out of asking women to like kneel before him and tie his shoelaces so I was like there was a wall close by so I was like oh well why don't you just pop your foot up there <laughs> and I'll lean down and tie your shoelaces for you after it had happened he kind of looked at me and I realized yeah he definitely was a perv do you know what he drove off but I'm just looking at my window and he's back <laughs> and he's helping everyone with how to use the parking machine yes it's all a bit weird it's all a bit weird to be honest I'm just gonna keep my eye open keep my doors locked <laughs> and it'll be fine um, I'm having a real problem at the moment with this podcast. I'm in a real dilemma because when I started this podcast, I was so new to the lifestyle and I was so afraid and nervous and clueless, basically, and it felt so alien. I wanted to do the podcast to inspire other people who were feeling the same way to go out and get in their van and go out and do something amazing and... I've been doing this lifestyle for over a year now. Not full time, but I'm just so used to the van, I'm so used to the lifestyle, and it doesn't feel alien anymore. It feels um, amazing, and it makes me really happy, but it's really strange because that was my driving force behind bringing out these episodes. It was about trying to be relatable to people that were worried about it and I guess that now I don't feel like I can relate to that part of myself but actually that's amazing and I hope that that can be some sort of a lesson to people if they're listening to this and they want to get into the lifestyle because it does feel so much like I've I'm in my van now and I'm just so comfortable and I'm not worried at all apart from the weird shoelace guy <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, um, you know, I just feel so comfortable doing this and it makes it hard sometimes to know what to say, basically. But maybe I'll just start saying how great it is. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I still haven't done my MOT. I'm just so nervous to do it. It's the, I think it's like the 16th of February today and it is due on the 23rd of February so I'm, I've really been putting it off but I'm just so afraid of what they're gonna say because I've let the rust situation get a bit out of control and I never look under the bonnet the only thing I ever do is check if there's water and the oil as well but honestly anything could be going on down there <laughs> and I wouldn't have a clue so I'm really rather anxious about taking it to the garage but I think, oh, it's so crazy. Like, that's one of the things that stops me from wanting to go full time is the thought that, like, one MOT and my whole home could be destroyed. Like, that is so scary. And it's always an ongoing thing. But hopefully, by the time this comes out, I will have solved that problem. So, I suppose I've got a bit more experience now. So, so I've decided I'm going to start doing a segment like a Q&A kind of situation. So if there's anyone out there listening who would like to get in touch with a question about van life, give us an email at she's at the wheel at gmail.com or if you have anything at all you'd like to say to me, give me an email. Also, if you could rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts, that would be so great because it directly connects to my self-esteem. So if you could throw us an old five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome. 
I just want to point out something. I listened back to my episode um, when I was recording from Scotland and I realised that I didn't fill you guys in on the second leg of my journey back down to Plymouth. So I am going to do that next week because I did actually end up doing some nice stuff and it would be nice for me as well to kind of um, record my journey so I can listen back and remember it. So I'll do that next week. So now for the guests for this week. My guests this week are Kat and Chris from Flory the Lorry. Kat, Chris and their dog Rolo, who's a chocolate lab, live full-time in a 7.5-tonne motorhome that they built themselves. They've turned it into such a beautiful place. It looks like a French country cottage inside. It just is stunning. And it was a real pleasure to catch up with them at the Drove Stonehenge just after we'd been to a van life festival. We are a bit knackered, all of us, after a mad weekend. So this one's quite a chilled interview. And it was really great to catch them before we had a lovely evening with lots of other people around the campfire singing songs and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it was really great. I hope you enjoy their story. And without further ado, here is Flory the Lorry. Welcome, Chris and Kat, to She's Out the Wheel podcast. Thank, Thank you, so you very much. much. <laughs> so, we've also got another uh, guest here, and uh, is that Rolo? Rolo. Yep. The dog? Yeah. Rolo is dead asleep on the bed at the moment. Chocolate lab. Oh, oh there he no. is. He heard his name. Oh, yeah. He heard his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What van do you guys have? It's not a van, but... What we vehicle? Have sorry, I'll say that again. Vehicle, indeed. What vehicle do you guys have? <laughs> <laughs> we have a DAF LF45. It's a seven and a half tonne lorry. Basically, it used to be a removals van, so we bought it second hand. It's 2012, so nine years old now. It's done 85,000 miles, so for a lorry, it's brand new. And we got the inspiration from a lady we met in Menorca who was a dive instructor. And she said one evening, Come for a drink. And we went up to, she said, I'm up in the car park and just assumed, Oh, she's got a a van or a motorhome or something and she had a seven and a half ton truck converted and we're like i love it <laughs> we, can do that. we can do that and as catherine rightly pointed yeah. out i'm i'm in it she she was a teacher at the time and she's like we have no idea how to do that and i'm running around going it doesn't matter <laughs> we can we can do this did you feel the same way cat no i probably didn't i thought i'll go with it for a bit i'm not i knew i would never have the vision to work out how to do it like i said being in it i thought he hasn't and i suppose i've realized the other skills that he's got and that we've got now but no i kind of think i'll go along with it if worse comes to worse we can sell the truck again and not lose some fortune you know if it didn't work so but i didn't really initially really believe i, I couldn't see it if it I all really went really south the actual box on the vehicle can be taken off and you can sell it as a as a bare truck yeah. so we'd get our kind of money back from it if it had all gone really badly and you know we'd, we'd just chopped holes and it had all fallen apart and gone oh, let's just let's just buy one <laughs> i think when chris put the kitchen in and and we cut the kitchen and we put it in and then, because you know when you put all the battens around it and all of that, and you put the insulation to the, it doesn't really look like home. You can't really that see this stuff. And then the kitchen went in. I thought, oh my god, this is starting to look like home. And then the bed went in, and it was like it, it just sort of started looking like home and involving. And it was that's when I realised, oh my god, we can do this. Yeah. Although it wasn't always good. It wasn't always easy, was it? Like there was times there was a lot because it took eighteen months. I, I did I did have a paddy and rip out one of the kitchen drawers and hurl it out the lorry going I hate everything about this build. <laughs> I didn't and come I've, back I've for said that yeah. I've said that yeah I've said that to a lot of people and they've like yeah we we I've hurled quite a few things out the back being being angry about it because you do you get you do get tired and frustrated and you you need to identify when that is and go I'll go and watch telly. Instead. Walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I think in some way we could, not should have, but I guess it would have been easier if we'd started with something smaller and had the experience with something smaller because we took a big project on. It you was do quite... make mistakes on a bigger scale. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Quite... The cost of the vehicle and the cost of the build were about the same. We were expecting sort of, you know, maybe sort of £5,000 to do the lorry. And it was a lot more than that. 
but it was still cheaper than a motorhome of this size, you know, by, by mm -hmm. an order of magnitude kind of thing. The kind of vehicle now that we have, that if you wanted to buy one like this from, from a proper motorhome dealer, would cost you sort of 90, 100,000, and we oh, yeah. spent much less than that. So you built this yourselves? You created this we, whole thing yourselves? We yeah. built everything ourselves. We didn't do the door uh, the because it needed under, welding. Well, the under we didn't, gas you we did didn't do the, someone. I did help with the gas tank mounting it and everything else, but he laid the gas because he was a gas engineer. To get the stuff And in. he did the water tank because it required welding on a vehicle, and I've never welded, certainly not on a vehicle where you do the wrong thing and you'd, you'd fry the electrics and just have a very large brick. You know, and things have worked, things have gone wrong. We're on our second door now. Um, still not perfect, so Catherine still curses about the door jamming or it won't unlock. <laughs> if you can't get out in the middle of the night, it can be quite dangerous. You feel like, oh my god, I can't get out, I can't get out. So you, yeah, were say, you were saying about the kitchen being the thing where you suddenly thought it was a home, and I actually think it was when the door went in. Oh, really? Because we spent all our time climbing through oh, the yeah, back on a ladder. You know? Oh, <laughs> did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did for a while, yeah. And we couldn't get the bed in until we'd got the door. So when we put, actually put the door in and it went on and we started painting that, it was actually like, we just step out now. We don't climb in the back. like you know. Sort of it's funny because actually talking about it, it, it makes me feel I never want to do that again. I would do it again. I actually wouldn't vehicle, want to. Though. People said, would you do it again? Not a lorry. Not oh, a yeah, lorry. a small vehicle, a little one. That's different. I would never do this again. If I'd known, maybe you wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I think I'm, a little bit. I, I, think I, I mean, no, I'd again. say that now that it's done, I'm so happy for the life it's given us. I am really pleased. But it, it, just when you're talking and asking, when he's talking, you remember and you're like, I'm oh my god, feeling how yeah. we lived th through those times, and it was such hard work. It really was. It wasn't. It well, was hard work building. There it. is the phrase where you put blood, sweat, and tears uh, yeah, under and this was... floor. All three. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It is, isn't it? Well, and, we did the, we did the floor in that heat up. wave two years ago. You got fed up at one time, didn't you? Do you remember? And you like you said you yeah. threw it, and you were like, oh, I can't be bothered, and then I don't feel you're giving me the the support, and then and then I went, and then I would support him. Come on, come on, we're going to BQ or wherever, and getting this and getting that. Come on, come on, and support. And then I would go through phases of I can't do this in January. Do you remember? Four, I can, he January, said, February. We'll leave yeah. at four o'clock to go. You know, when we're finishing the build because it was freezing in January, February, and what was it, Leighton? Buzzard, Leighton where Buzzard, the, yeah. the lorry was parked, and we were tra traveling up to Leighton Buzzard, staying in a motorhome thing, freezing our asses off. We had the motorhome ourselves. We had now the eldest Firestorm 130, I think yeah. it was called, so your, your coach built job. And we would drive up on the weekend and we would stay in the camper van while building the lorry. And the idea was to sell the camper van to pay for the lorry when we, when we were complete. Um, and as it happened, our car exploded, so we had to get we a new car instead. We're still paying off this lorry, lorry at yeah. the moment. <laughs> so, Catherine, when did, how long did it take after the build that you started to really feel at home in here? I think the minute we moved in. The minute we moved in, I did feel it was because, well, I had no other home when we moved in here. That was it. It was coming into this. We didn't have the toilet and bathroom, did we, when we moved in? We, we staple gunned a, a very large throw to the ceiling battens. Because the roof still wasn't and in. And still filled at home. And that was a curtain around your toilet. There was yeah. no shower. I um, think we wanted to get that. Did we? That was done before we went off for, to Europe, though. So we did a... It, it's a longer story, okay. but we did, a, we did a sort of shakedown tour. And thought, let's go away for oh, uh, right, three yes. or four days to France. And see how the crossing works and, and, you know, how does everything work. And, of course, the first time we pulled up, we had no latches or catches on our doors. We had to get bunges and put them between the cupboards with this thing attached. And sometimes the whole lot would sort of slide out a bit. Never oh fall on the floor. That um, was a tester, wasn't it? It, was, it was a tester and it was... It was the three of us in the cab, and the, the, there's two sort of normal seats, but one you can't really get your knees down. So Catherine sat on one side, I obviously sat in the driver's seat, and Rollo sat with his bum on the middle seat, but his elbows digging into Catherine's thighs. Yeah, I was to say, he's 40, 40 kilos away. 40 on kilo you. Labrador yeah. with his elbows on you isn't pleasant. <laughs> no, yeah. I um, know, doesn't he? He looks so <laughs> he is, He's dead asleep on the sofa, um, on, on the bed right now. Why did you decide to do this? What what was it like? You say you, you met that person. We met that person, but we also he he's got three kids. Don't know if it was a mum or said to start saying all the kids well, didn't want to come every other weekend. We used to see them every other weekend. They wanted to come and spend more quality time holidays and things. So, and then my girls had left home and were going. You know, and we're in this house and thinking, why are we? We're really living there. Yeah, four bedroomed house in London. In, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
family house. And it's like, why are we doing this and living this life and stress and this when we love going? We would always, like I said, we've done it for a long time. Let's go full time. And that's when I had originally said, because we had the motorhome, I said, well, yeah, we can go in the motorhome. Let's do it in the motorhome. And Chris said, no, 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 I want to do mine because we'd already seen the lorry. I was against motorhomes. I didn't know what quite to do because I was against motorhomes because I think they're, while they're lovely and everything else, and there's some very ingenious ideas and things like that, they're meant for sort of two-week holidays, maybe a couple of bank holidays, and it's all about winterising your vehicle and leaving it on the driveway. We took ours up in the mountains in in feet of snow, didn't we? We went skiing one year in France. We abused it, Um, didn't we? we, Yeah, but (laughs) we used it it all the time, and suddenly bits started dropping off, and, and, you know, latches or a a table that flipped up suddenly stopped working, and you've got to fix Mm. all these things and stuff like this. And I just thought, if we're going to live in it full-time, you're going to buy a vehicle that's sort of £50,000, £60,000, and live in it for two years, it might be worth ten at the end of it. That's a lot of money to lose. So when we first saw her self-build, it all sort of fell into place in my head of, like, if I've made it myself and something goes wrong, I know what's wrong because I made it and I, I can fix it. Or, you know, if it's if it's not made out of all the, all the motorhomey stuff, I can just get a piece of pallet wood, sand it down and, and, and sort it out that way rather than worrying about having to get to a, a, a caravan showroom and, and pay 40 quid for a plate or something like that. That's so true. Yeah. Motorhome yeah. stuff is so expensive. And the only thing I've found more expensive, which I've I've clarified recently, is... Boat stuff is even more oh, expensive. Yeah. Boat stuff is but I was talking to a guy yesterday or the day before at the festival who said that um, if you're disabled, that's the level up from that one. You know, you want something for a disabled person that costs even more, and it's oh, like oh, it just seems weighed against them. But yeah, yeah I think so. But we're going back to expensive. a question though. What you said was that yeah, yeah because it was the timing was the girls leaving. Well, yeah. they weren't. They were actually at home. They were, but they'd been through uni and this and that it was time for them to move on. I've done, and it was timing, wasn't it? With everything, it sort of all fell yeah, into place. Because our parents are all hale and healthy. Our parents are still okay, yeah. And you know, we're not having to look after them or anything else. And the kids are more interested in their friends and and Xboxes and what have you. And the girls have finished university and and gone off that way. And this there's a kind of gap in our lives. You know? Yeah, and lots yeah. of lots of for me, I think as well. For me, a big thing has been my dad regrets a lot of things sometimes. Yeah, but he regrets yeah. a lot of you know he has his regrets and like, and it made me see my parents. If there's any regrets or older people who are saying they've had these regrets, made me think I don't want to have those regrets. I don't want to get to a certain age and I regret having not done something. That would be just horrendous to me. Me too. So I'm I just exactly like, the same. I've got to do it. You know, if it doesn't last forever, it doesn't last forever. But at least I've done it. Am I going to regret that I didn't stay in the house doing a nine to five job, paying bills, paying everything, you know, like just not really a life. Am I going to regret having not, you know, not stayed there? No. Am I going to regret not having travelled, not made this and built it and done it? I, you know, yes. You always regret the things you didn't do. You don't regret the things you did do. You regret no. the things you didn't do. Yeah, yeah it's I'm really, exactly really thing. important, I think. Yeah. I heard someone say a while back, you know, as you're lying on your deathbed, you're not going to regret not having a better BMW or, or a bigger house. You're going to regret not seeing your family more or travelling or something like that. And we're now in a position where we can do that travelling. You know, I'm pretty sure if one of the girls said they were getting married or, or were pregnant, you'd be straight I'd back find there. find it harder, yeah. I'd, I'd find, I'd maybe do something else in the UK, yeah. but going abroad... Stay closer to home, so long. certainly. But yeah, yeah I'd find it thing. hard if I have grandkids, I think. But when you've got this mobile home, you can be flexible, you can yeah. find your balance, yeah. you can yeah. have your caring responsibilities, but you can also have your free time and quality yeah. time yeah. and go off and do... Yeah. what you need to yeah. do so yeah i have to mention i'm gonna say this i yeah. don't know if you'll put it in the podcast but i've got <laughs> to say it because i am 53 and he's 51 and i'm going through a hot flush right now <laughs> and it never gets mentioned and it is difficult when you're in a van sometimes being going through the menopause a yeah. lot of people don't talk about it another friend we were talking about it with midlife migration we're all the same age we always say it never gets talked about you know it's always about the van life and this and that and living the dream right now i can feel it because i don't even <laughs> see i'm red and so many people our age who are thinking about doing it there is that it's a difficulty you know you have to think about it. you have to have extra fans by the bed you have to we have nine you know because i'm not going to take hrt so i have to do it all naturally and so what are the main difficulties as a woman who's going through the menopause when you're in a space like this for me it's well because we've been abroad actually the main difficulty abroad is the heat so like we have a fan there we have a fan there it's the heat the hot flushes also probably not knowing when you're going to get a period and when you're not going to get a period because it's all over the place 
hormones. You get tearful, more tearful the last few. The chocolate drawers increased. The in chocolate, yeah. Size. The whole, I don't. I never ever had that thing where you know, like every month I had a period and I'd want chocolate. But actually, through the menopause, it's seriously I need chocolate or sweet. So we have to have a drawer and I have to hide it. So he doesn't need it. Which and reminds me of something there. In, win in winter, there's the extra one, of course. You're making hot chocolate, but you don't use milk, you use Bailey. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> that sounds right to That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so no, it's just the hot and making mm -hmm. sure I've got a way of cooling down. Of And also, I think if you're in a house and not in a van, you take for granted you can just go and have a cold shower to cool yourself down. You can't really do that in, in a van. Or, and we have got a lot of water, but I can't have a cold shower twice a day. We'd be constantly looking for water. So Yeah, and it's but very it doesn't hard happen to all cool the time down now, in, a, but... in a van or a lorry. Mm. You know, mm. I sometimes, because I get hot flushes anyway, because I've got rosacea, mm. and I have to lie there with like a cold flannel on my face. <laughs> and sometimes it just makes it worse, because it's uh, just, you're irritating your skin yeah. then. It's like... Mine yeah. tend, it tends to go, but it's just, it will go when I go outside or have a fan and put a fan on my cup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd like to ask you a little bit about the facilities that you do have in here. If, you know, you just... <laughs> I will do the quick technical rundown. I've had a lot of practice over the Yeah, I bet. The technical. And then, then Catherine will do the homey bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so we have a 336 litre water tank, and that is the main thing that brings us to campsites or people's houses so we can refill because we have a 120 litre LPG tank which lasts about three maybe four months. We have 400 watts of solar power with two AGM batteries which are 260 amp hour and we ch also charge from the engine when it's running. In terms of everything else we have the water pump is mains pressure so we have our sink is from B&Q, our taps are just normal taps we didn't want the motorhome ones with the electric switches and the, and the stuff like that. Does mains pressure mean you've got an electric pump that the there's water the, comes out There's a of? pump that pushes all the water in the pipe up to mains pressure. So our taps don't have an have to have an electric switch to say turn the turn the water pump on. It just keeps the pressure up, so you get six liters a minute, I think. And we have a, a gas on demand water heater, so. That produces 40 degree water, I think, in mm. a full tilt shower. Um, wow, that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, and, you can get warm showers. <laughs> yep. And the final best thing in here, I would say, is the uh, wood burner. Uh, we were asked yesterday, someone said to us, what's your favourite thing in the van? And both of us just pointed at the wood burner and went that. And he said, that's the fastest anybody's actually commented about what that is. And I will let Catherine describe the interior. Well, we've got a full-size oven. We've got a fairly full-size fridge, but it is one of those motorhome fridges. Three-way. Three-way, yeah. And the kitchen, I would say, is like a little flat kitchen. It's just as big as some flat kitchens, I would say. Definitely. And we've got in here, we've got um, we've got a toilet shower. And we use the separating toilet, yep. which has yep. also got a story behind that, actually. Mm -hmm. if, anyone's, if anyone's ever listening who wants to build a separating toilet, I would highly recommend you don't go for those half... What do you call those? The, the separator the is like the, the, yeah. the plastic yeah. separator thing. So it's like the front's a funnel and then they, they uh, yeah. sometimes yeah. they're cut and only yeah, a I'd half. Definitely not recommend those because the reality again, <laughs> when you want to talk about reality of van yeah. life and things, the reality is that women pee in all different ways. And we found out through building our own and having one of those that I pee backwards. So <laughs> it goes into the box. It went into the box. And because you've got between the bucket of the number two and number one, it went to the is box. There a gap? So in a half well, there circle. is in a half circle one no because good, you've only it? got your no, so it just doesn't what you need the full, but that you can buy half circle ones. You can when buying comp, and we didn't realize and we didn't know. And we spent of... maybe two days building our oh. own composting toilet with this half separator, and then we both stood in the garage awkwardly going, Right, well, we need to I'm test it now. It. <laughs> Catherine, Catherine did the honors, and we found that it. It went down between the two, so it went down between where mm. the urine goes and where the number two so go. Up, and we were but like, then we ended up getting this one, which I probably should say it's Kildwick, because Kildwick we were given it actually. It was given to us by Kildwick. The separating toilet has been fantastic. So we've got separating toilet bed that's raised, and under our bread is these are actually just IKEA drawers. It's an IKEA all, bed as clothes. well. <laughs> and then under our bed, you've got Rolo's bed down there. Oh, lovely. So when, yeah. when it's really hot, he tends to sleep on our bed, which he's doing right now. But when it's really hot in hot countries, he goes in there. 
because it's so cool for him. Does he kind of know that's his little safe Oh yeah, place? or if yeah. it's yeah, he likes it as a safety if he's scared of things he'll go in there. We've come um, across we've come across a lady I I have no idea what it is, but Rollo's really scared of her. Whenever she turns up, oh, Rollo's fearful of her and he goes in, he there. Goes in there. So it's Aww. his it's his safe place as well. And then the rest of the bed by the bed we've got like a whole archway of driftwood. I suppose that that's the beautiful. only way of explaining it. it's like a heart driftwood, but this is all from Spain. We collected it by a lake, was it? Was down, it, it was down by a river on was a bend. A river? And there oh. was about a ton yeah. of it sitting there. So, so you just picked the bits you wanted and see whether they and everything's fit. And everything's got a bit of a story, like the dresser top. I think that oh, dresser yeah. came from, my mum gave me it. So it was in my house for many years with my girls and we were growing up 27, 25 now. We cut it because I really wanted it's to keep something It's the top of a Welsh my... dresser with the legs cut off there and the drawers obviously aren't here. So we've only got the top bit so it's sort a, of double yeah, shelf. It was something I could bring with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like a home piece yeah, of home. Yeah, a piece from home. And so everything's got a bit of a story. We've got a Fortnum Amazon's hamper. As a, which as is a cupboard. As a cupboard, because I think that we well, put that up there. London, because London, you? No, <laughs> no, you say that, right? When Chris said to me, Chris got the job because he's working... He's digital nomad, if you like. And if you his like. company, his company <laughs> that's what they call it, isn't it? Where he works at IT. Yeah. So his company said they were sending out baskets to say thank you because it had been locked down to say yeah, thank you Christmas to everyone. Hampers. Christmas hampers, wasn't mm. it? And we just thought, and he said, oh, well, they're sending out Fortnum and Mason's hampers. And I said, well, what's Fortnum and Mason? I had no idea what it was. I looked online and then I realised, oh my God, they're, you know, these are really expensive stuff. So. I said to him, oh, we're not going to get it because we were in Menorca. So I was thinking, oh, we wouldn't get it. And they did. They sent it all the way out to Menorca for us. And I thought, how this that has so been nice. so good and so supportive of our life. And they follow us, don't they? So they, they have been so lovely that I just thought, oh, we'll put it up as a, do you know what I mean? A memory and, and we can use it as a cupboard. Yeah, so, so it's that's kind why of on its side. Yeah. So you can use it as a cupboard, yeah. like an it's overhead open. storage. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so cool. So that's why, <laughs> how that got up there. The easiest cupboard and I put up. This And this? <laughs> Chris made. So this is a sofa that I built and then we had, um, someone made the cushions for us. It was my, your daughter's... My daughter's boyfriend's mother made... The cushions very kindly made for us. two cushions for us, and we built the sofa, which is yeah. storage underneath. For I think there at the moment there is a Hoover, a printer, and some art Old boxes. Stuff. I think. Yeah. So. Great, and it's like an L-shaped kind of thing, which is yeah, really great. Yeah, this isn't one's it? A, this one's actually a blanket yeah. box made out of pallet wood, which I made. And again, yeah. there's a there's a foam cushion it on it. And then behind that there's even more storage but that's yeah. so difficult to get to it's things like christmas Once a year. Yeah. 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 Things yeah, you can't. yeah yeah chris can you get me that and there's a oh okay can you go to the ones do you really yeah. need it and then all the pictures and things you see up like these my mum's french and that was from her house in france when she moved and she didn't want it anymore so we took oh, the the little pictures they're just and that's my cousin uh, there's a picture up there oh, yeah above the window that my cousin painted or whatever you call it I can't it's not painted is it it's a print it's a print she prints and then she, and, she yeah. transfers so, pictures and words onto paper so and everything Aww. yeah it's everything that's got a everything that's art has got a meaning in on it yeah because like even that because the Renault 4 obviously it's the famous French car and it was the first car my mum had was and I remember as a child is a Renault 4 so I found this and it was like oh I want that up yeah, it's so homely in yeah. here. And oh, so, you've got gorgeous, you've got two massive skylights as well, which is pretty yeah. cool. Boom. They're actually <laughs> they're a mistake. Not they're really. they're yeah. good because they give the natural light, but the mistake we made was yeah. the kitchen is the first sort of third of the vehicle. I'm going to try and describe it because it is a podcast, not a video. Audio descri <laughs> yes, description. Audio description. So the kitchen takes the full width, but the original idea was to have sort of the one third on the side to be the bathroom so you'd have a door in the middle shower one way toilet the other we changed our minds on that and a lot of the van we've we've changed our minds on and i've forgotten what i was going to tell you so i'm waffling now. because the, the skylights, oh, the skylights. yes we, so we you couldn't put skylights there there was no need because we were going to have the bathroom there so the bathroom yeah. was going to be there so i put solar panels over that side and skylights this side so all the light is at the back of the vehicle and the solar oh, panels yeah. prevent you having skylights at the front so we actually put a second window in on the other side this window is the newest one mm -hmm. by the uh, fridge 
in the yeah. kitchen to bring more light in. But you, oh, as you can yeah. see, it's, it's still, still light doesn't... over this side where yeah. we are. Yeah. But it's a bit dark over there. Because you want light for cooking, don't you? Yeah. Or if you're chopping veg or whatever, yeah. you kind of want to see. Well, what we've you're got doing the under, and... under the, under the. Uh, There's lights the under there. Oh, yeah. lights under, which does help. And also, I think, well, I just don't think we'd do it again. Two skylights, really. I because think I would summer, do skylight. Um, you were saying panels, skylight, skylight, solar, skylight, and do it alternatively, but I still Ooh, think yeah. it's actually better to have dark and lights under, because that summer we were in Menorca and we it was like a heat wave. Was that first year we went out was a heat wave, and it was forty in there. Yeah. And we were like getting hot, and we had the blinds closed. We we were living in it. It was just so hot. But we had to we ended up having to go up to the roof and even though it's got the blind, wasn't enough. We had to throw covers really? under the just skylights because, the, because of the, the heat coming just through. through. The yeah, sun was so hot the, that you yeah. couldn't actually touch the metal of made, the of yeah. the closing oh apparatus yeah. for it because it would you'd burn your fingers. So if you're going to I had a, hot countries, I had an embarrassing hour oh, yeah. where I looked at the solar charger thinking, Oh, it should it. be doing a good twenty four volts and it was reading something like seventeen. I don't think that's not right. And I checked it and I reset it and I went and checked the level on the batteries and everything else. And what actually happened is we'd had some of those big rag rugs, the colourful ones, and we'd oh, yeah. thrown them over the sunroofs. But in the night, it had blown over the, one of the solar panels. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I just, as when I stuck my head out the solar panel, uh, out the roof, thinking it must be the solar panels are broken, I just saw this rug over it, pulled it off, checked the, checked the power, 24 volts. It's like, oh, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. We should have oh, done that's that. Two first. batteries. I'm so stupid. I was like, 17, that's bloody high. What the hell? Oh, right, that's two. Yeah. Okay, fine. Oh, cool. That was really good. So we've covered the facilities. Oh, do you want to talk a little bit about the just a bit about the wood burner as well? Just that, yeah, we have got a wood burner, and it's a Hobbit wood burner, and we were so lucky with that, really lucky. Cause we'd we've seen Hobbit, haven't we? But everyone. It was, was one of the things I'd put on the build list, list of. I want from Salamander Stove the Hobbit but because it's, it's one of the few that's defra approved, so you can use it in a smokeless zone. I, I think, think it's the only one. No, I don't think it is for I this size. I don't think they are. But we can chat. Anyway, don't know. Don't know for sure. I wouldn't yeah. say it is or yeah. isn't. I think this is the only one that is. Um, however, it's also got a very large glass frontage. And one of the beauties of having your own log burner is to be able to see your fire. Absolutely. However, they are very expensive. Even the flues are very expensive. And I was scrolling through Facebook Marketplace before the first lockdown. We'd, we'd run out of money and I hadn't got a job. And we were stuck on the driveway. You may be able to hear Rolo snoring in the background. <laughs> That's great. We like a bit of ambience. <laughs> yeah. Dog snoring. And um, I was scrolling through Facebook Marketplace and one of these turned up for £200. So I messaged the guy and said, is it still available? And he said, yes. Yep. I said, I'll be there in 45 minutes with cash. <laughs> and he went, great. Here's my address. I said, Catherine. We need, to stop. Yeah. we need to stop at a cash point. And when I got back, I installed installed it and everything and we had a, a fire that night i believe that was oh brilliant. wow but not just that so he because it was in the garage sadly he was he'd gone through divorce yeah he? and it was one of the things he took she, from his, his house. wife had got the house and, and he'd got and the he wood got burner there and he was like, i don't need this and so we're in the garage seeing this wood burner and think there's a flu for the wood burner and do you want the flu well, i can't use it take the flu so we got the whole lot didn't we for 250 mm. quid i would have given him more money but i didn't i didn't he actually was take him that, yeah. yeah and it wow. was and actually, it's a really nice fire. It's so pretty really good. as well. It's it so is. lovely. Well, we have just painted it, to be fair. Oh, it's I'll freshly be honest. painted, We've just yeah. freshly painted because it My got a bit... My daughter just resprayed it for Yeah, us. she just did outside. <laughs> so she did it outside on the drive at my dad's this... Last week, was it? Yeah. And yeah, we've just wow. put new fireproof boards up because we used yeah. we used normal acrylic paint on it last time and that kind of all flaked off with the heat. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah. now it's That's gorgeous it has too. actually just yeah. been gorgeous redone color. that. <laughs> yeah, it looks it's, lovely. Yeah. In the winter, it's really good. You go and light a fire, and, and then half an hour later, you're opening windows and opening the door, getting your shorts on because it's really it's hot. So, hot. You have to open so you do windows. have to manage, yeah. <laughs> as Catherine was saying before about hot flushes and things, you do kind of have to manage bedtime by not putting any logs on after nine o'clock because yeah. this place will still be an oven at 11 or midnight when you go to bed. So, oh, my goodness. <laughs> It is good. Yeah. It is re It's a nice fire. It's a nice heat. It's not sort of dry, too dry like a air blow, yeah. the hot air blow. We do have a Chinese diesel heater as well. And it's so nice. I think you were saying to Jamie like that. It's by the 
the door so you mm. can sit in the winter you could sit watching the fire with the door open oh, yeah, if you wanted yeah. to yeah. which we've done warm. a lot yeah yeah and the yeah. other thing that we didn't mention about the lorry before we had a giant steps was it called the stairs little giant to it. little giant the steps to get into it because mm-hmm. we had to be careful with how, what steps we could use because he couldn't do a lot a ladder or he can't do he can't my dog i'm saying he roller can't get <laughs> not me get up no. <laughs> the, the, the dog can't get up the steps so we had these little giants that we fold away would take in and put away and it was when you travel around europe as you know or same in the uk you can't be camping out okay you've got to have everything in your vehicle you can't put things out and leave them out oh yeah so it was like a real palaver and we've now got electric stairs so oh, you press okay. the button inside and those stairs come down electronically wow. and also with me spinal surgery I, it was quite a palaver lifting things in and out the lorry so we've got oh, a friend yeah. to weld we did the, have before we had those we had is, we had many a panic of of Rollo being sick in the night or in oh, the morning and then you couldn't and, get out quick enough and yeah you know, but having said that even with the electric steps we had that occasion in Menorca in Binny Becker, where it was like three in the morning. We suddenly heard the dog being sick. Catherine piled out oh the lorry God. with the dog. We'd actually, yeah. we'd actually too late, and he'd been sick on on the mat. So I took the mat out, and it was three in the morning. It was Is this dark. when we're the police? So I wasn't, off. I wasn't really wearing a lot, <laughs> as in nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to take him in. Catherine his... was in her nighty in someone else's garden with the because he, he, dog. he there was nothing that was rose, and he, he just thought he'd get it in, in, and it was open the gate, so put me on the grass. At which point the police drive past, probably wondering what the hell was going on there. Oh. <laughs> it didn't stop, so that, that was, was okay. <laughs> so when you say you weren't wearing a lot, what are we talking about here? Were you naked? Less, you were. Than, less than nothing. Yeah, yeah I think... <laughs> <laughs> it's been <laughs> it was hot. Oh, it was. That was just like... Oh my goodness. Some naked man bent down by the and luck me, of the lorry washing a mat in the middle of the night. Yeah. So, um... Could we just talk a little bit about what your connection is with Menorca? Mm. Before Rolo needs his okay, dinner. My, really... don't, say, don't say that <laughs> D oh, word. So <laughs> my dad had a off. villa for years in Binnebecker. My parents divorced, but actually he let my mum use it when we were kids. So we used to go there every holiday as kids. So we spent time... Oh my God. Oh no, Sorry. Not. Oh, I have to interrupt. The dog's wiping his butt on our bed. <laughs> Dog just wiped his butt right across our bed. Thank oh. you, Rolo. Um, yeah, oh. the connection with Morka is that my dad had a villa, so I grew up going there every holiday, and then we stopped, he sold it. And then when we started doing scoot, a lot of scuba diving, I said to Chris, Menorca used to have such crystal clear waters. I remember snorkelling there. Really, really crystal clear. They must be amazing for diving there. And he just said to me, like, that you were this is your childhood memories, it can't be, it can't be. And actually I went back and the reality was it was exactly the same as it had been. Because in Franco's era in Spain, Menor- the Balearics, Menorca, Menorca, My- Ibiza, Mallorca, they were the last to concede to Franco, weren't they? Yes. Menorca were the last to concede. Franco oh, was wow. really angry with them. So he gave them very little money to build. You're not having anything. And from then on, they've never, they've always said they're not going to build. So they but, didn't get covered oh, wow, in so high rises like a beef. Yeah. Yeah. Not developed. And uh, a lot of people have asked me actually as well about van life out there and about about motorhomes. And we've actually had to say because so many people were thinking of doing it. Said I wouldn't because the only reality the reality is for us is we've got friends who are filling us with water. We've got friends land we can go on. There is parking spaces and everything I put out there on my photos and they go oh it's beautiful it's true, but we've got friends who we know with water. There There's is nowhere, one chemical. One, Chemical there, yeah, and water place on the island you can fill. There is no campsites, mm. there, so you're really stuck. Motorhomers will not survive out there. It's just, and it's expensive to get over, so you want to spend a good amount of time out there. Yeah. Hence, so then the whole thing is the cycle, isn't it? Where do you get your water? And then in summer, of course, the Balearics is very, very full in summer. There's no way. That's why we were back. We can't be there in summer. There's, there's, there'll oh, be nowhere yeah. to park. It's just too touristy. And it's 40 so, degrees. But then in winter, it closes. Oh, so then the water tabs and all the things are closed. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, it's not so that's, like it's not necessarily the... a place for vans and motorhomes to go. It's just because we know people with water that we can go there. Before lockdown, the first lockdown, we'd gone out. We would have done all of Europe, hadn't we? And back to France. We'd been down there, then we came back to France to meet all the family and went back. We were going to go to Portugal, because everyone said go to Portugal. And then we thought, why do we like beaches? We, d- we dive. So Portugal's a bit 
useless for the us. The Atlantic's in, quite cold. Yeah, so we just sort of we'll go back yes. to Menorca. So we went back, and then we ended up in lockdown in Suffolk on my dad's drive. We ended up in lockdown as soon as it opened. We said we won't bother this year with going around Europe. We'll just go to. Sorry, I just love this. Rolo, Rolo the dog, just for you listeners, is just casually licking Catherine's neck. I was going to give her a lot of kudos. It's one of the cutest oh. things I've ever seen. Oh, I wish someone would casually lick my neck. It's, I yeah. give her a lot of kudos for carrying on as long as she did yeah, with the like, dog uh, washing her. <laughs> yeah, so we ended up back in Suffolk on the lockdown and then we thought we'll just stay in England because it's just a bit of a mess with COVID and everything. And then as soon as lockdown lifted oh can't do this need to go can't do it so we went back to Menorca when we arrived what happened was we arrived into Menorca a week later was it the Spanish they said in the UK anyone in Spain when it was they were suddenly saying you've got to get back you've got to and then everyone just a bit mad Raj, we need to get back da, da, da. but actually the reality was it was we were advised just to stay where you are if you're not if you could if you could so right. holidaymakers they yeah. said holidaymakers stay to the end of your holiday Follow the guidelines of your country you're in. Well, we weren't those sort of holiday makers that we were due to come back. We didn't, you know, we were sort of left out of it. We didn't know what to do. Yeah, you didn't then, really fit in a and box. And then, no, yeah. you don't fit. Yeah. So, and then I know a lot of my homers came back and they all rushed back. And I think because of Brexit, wasn't it? And different things. And we just thought, we don't have to do that. Why don't we just stay here? And then my daughters were saying to me, don't come back, mum. It's going to be all closed up in December. We're not going to see you anyway. We're not going to get to, you know, no one can do do anything, which it, it is true. You can see it coming. Yeah. So we just thought, why do this? And in Menorca, they did have strong, very strong rules, didn't they, in terms of you wear masks outside, wherever you are, you have to um, social distance. Most of the cafes were closed. Everything closed at 10 o'clock. But actually, we were free all day, and we still could scoop dive. We are free all day. Curfew was at 10 o'clock. It didn't affect us. Oh, we were, do you know what I mean? It didn't. Yeah. Okay, we had to wear masks outside, but we, when we go somewhere where you no one was around, we could take it out if we went for a walk. You're not meant to, but yeah, you do on the streets. And and I just thought, actually, this is still better than being locked down. In you didn't. Cold you didn't need yeah. masks on you the beach. You can't. No, you didn't need a mask on the beach. So the winter in Menorca is quite interesting, though, because while it, it gets, it certainly gets cooler. It's a bit like an August day in in England. Mm. Um, the humidity is very high, so any. Oh. Any injuries you had when you were younger, come and tell you about it by like aching. Yeah. Oh, really? I had, yeah, yeah. Really, I had a lot of problems. Which is where Catherine yeah. misses, yeah. missed the only thing we don't have in the lorry, which yes. is a bath. a bath. I missed a bath so much. And again, being that, you know what, I, made, I said a post on Facebook something about, oh, how much I missed a bath. And we had so many followers start following us in in Menorca, adoring my photos. And, adoring, oh, we, and that, so... Flurry the Lorry in Menorca is so so accepted and loved by everyone there. So we're lucky we have that sort of support there. And then I started getting offers of people saying, you can come and use my bath. And you know what? I took someone up on it. One, I We met the woman. She came to see the, the... I won't say her name, but she came to see the Lorry and I'd met her and I knew it was okay. And, and I just thought, I was so desperate. I thought, I'm taking her up. So I took her up and had a bath. <laughs> I was like, oh. And then now, you know, because... My friends mainly actually had showers. Trish has a shower. She doesn't have a yeah. bath. Most of my friends out in Menorca have showers. But she had a bath in her villa and lives out there. And she's now a friend. And we, oh, we ended up... I could go and have a bath, which was so lovely. Trish so lovely. also had two two Labradors and she would look after Rolo oh. while we were scuba diving as well, which is very oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, so we've had to, you know, we have got a lot of friends well. out there. So. Oh, that's and great. I actually know quite a few people who live out there who are... Menorcan fans, so we're like, oh, the, okay. like the lorry, so they also know someone. Yeah. So there is a little van life community out there, but it's the locals. And do you think yeah. you'll go back there? Or yeah. You, yeah, you're going back there? We're going on the 18th of September, we're leaving yep. the UK, and I think we take the boat over on 25th? Yeah. Around then, yeah. And Spanish we're dental care is a lot cheaper than English I'm dental having care. Lots, so yeah, dental Catherine's care having there. a lot of... <laughs> And we yeah. didn't get to finish it before we came back because she had an infection in one of her teeth and it delayed the process. Right. So it's not our tickets were already booked mm-hmm. and we want to see family over someone that's going to get too hot. So we came back and now we're going to return, finish the dental work, do maybe do a bit of diving. <laughs> yeah. And then back and for Christmas. And we haven't decided after that yet, have we? I've got to persuade well, you. Well, we're talking about back for Christmas by the flying. 
Which, and I don't want to leave my house or my dog behind, so I'm like, I'll drive. And Catherine's saying, we'll talk about well, it later. Yeah, you can always drive <laughs> back. Yeah. Well, I just don't see the point of bringing the lorry all the way back, because mm-hmm. then we yeah. could go on and move across and do, we've got different options, yes. depending on what happens with borders and everything. And Because it did, it was coming back, and, you know, something we've had to factor in, coming back, because... Because it was advisable just to stay where we were, and we did, and we stayed, and we enjoyed it. However, the consequences of that, as well, not coming back when others decided to, you know, flee back, the consequence of that for us, our choice, was we ended up paying 500 quid. PCR tests and Testing to get back. Oh, yeah. From here all the way back to the UK, we've ended up spending nearly 500 quid on just tests alone. Yeah. Which has been... Travel's getting, money. Yeah, travel's yeah. getting expensive yeah. in more ways than one, you know. Mm. I know. I think I spent like over 200 quid on PCR tests when I drove back mm. um, in February from yeah. Bulgaria. Yeah. 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 I um, had loads. Can I just ask you quickly, how do you support this lifestyle? Uh, two ways. Uh, Catherine has a house in London that she rents out, so that pays the mortgage on the house and gives it enough income to eat. Mm. Um so if if we only had that we weren't able to travel or anything else i work full time as a senior devops engineer for a company in london um which is very good and they know i live in a lorry and are very happy with it and everything else like that so while we're here at the beautiful stonehenge and Catherine's going for a walk around tomorrow i'll have my headphones on staring at the laptop oh yeah but it enables us to have this life so you know we're able to be anywhere we want People often ask, say, well, we have had friends say to me, oh, you're so lucky, you don't have to work now, you're living the life and you're living... And I think I say to them, but it's, it's a choice we made, I'm not living in the house with running water, this and that. I made a choice to live in a van, Lori, to have this life. And also, actually, you know, I'm not working, earning money at the moment, but actually I've been doing so much work with my photos and my travels, with the social media. So, it, you know, it's it's... Been, I've been doing work that yeah. just not paid. Yeah. I'm, start, I'm starting it's, to laugh because yeah. Rollo is in the background. It, it is 6.27 and Rollo's oh dinner God. time I told you, we told you, didn't we? Yeah. And I said, yeah, this will, Rollo will let us know when it's half past six so because <laughs> he wants his dinner. It's so nice because he's not like interrupting, but he's making it known yes. that like, he's waiting. Up. It's yeah. so funny. Quite obvious I would like yeah, my dinner now, please. Up. Time for dinner. <laughs> After so you've funny, wiped yeah. your bum on our bed, thank you, yeah. Rolo. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's know. right. He is going to let us know. So, um, oh, brilliant. So, just one last question: If there was anyone listening that would like to do something similar to you guys, or, and is feeling maybe a bit apprehensive to get into this lifestyle, is there anything that you, fit off the top of your head, would want to say to yeah. those people? One big thing I was talking to someone this weekend about is if they're doing it to escape their problems or escape things. Your baggage comes with you. You're not. You're never, ever doing it. You can't use it as an escape. It doesn't. Baggage comes with everyone, wherever yeah. you are, whatever life you've got. Your baggage is with you. You are who you are. Wherever you go, here yeah. you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is. It, so it doesn't yeah. do that. In other ways, I love the life, but it's not just a dream. It's it's hard, isn't it? At times where you're going to park next to the water. Sometimes it's just hard, especially like I've had a few injuries since we've been in the lorry, yeah. and I've, all caused by the dog. Yeah, I ruptured my ligaments on Christmas Day, and I was on crutches for six weeks. So getting up and out for bed or going to the toilet, yeah. it's not easy. It, as if you've got house and the space, it's not you know. Yeah. So you've got to always think there are. You're also one accident well away. Positives. You're one accident away from being homeless. Yeah, that's the other thing you have yeah. to remember. But it. So a uh, uh, sort of. At that point, if you've been if we've been in a car accident or a vehicle accident, your vehicle can't move. You know your insurance or whatever will usually put you in a hotel and stuff like that. And suddenly you're you're in your vehicle going, what do I need to take with me? You know, and your your brain will not be in that um, sort of frame of mind Problem to get solving everything right. Yeah. yeah. So you know, our advice is make a make a list of everything you think you need if you need to get like a grab bag oh if to you're get already in a van that is but not yes. about people thinking about doing it no but think if... about it it's really think about the reality yep it's not what it follow the right people speak to the right people not just if you're seeing photos of people standing on their vans on or the bikinis beach, or on the, the beach fire. or by 
check that this is reality because I think a lot of it isn't reality. We've parked in car parks, we've parked, garages. parked in garages, Side all over of the, the place. Motorway. Having <laughs> said that, leaving it on a positive, we have had a lot of beautiful places like that. Not the bikini shops, obviously, but yeah. we've had some <laughs> I, amazing, amazing, no. <laughs> amazing experiences from it, you know. But I think you have to always remember it's got to be real as well. Absolutely. I think that's a great um, point to end it on. Mm. Yeah, a brilliant. And so um, if people would like to follow you guys and see some of your photography and where where can they find you? To be honest, photographs. And I know Instagram's meant to be the photo platform, but I post most of my photos on Facebook because (laughs) Instagram crops it into squares. Oh, that's so annoying, isn't it? Unless I'm doing something wrong on Instagram because I don't really know Instagram well. But yeah, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we have got floritholorry.com, and mm-hmm. I, but I think at the moment the the website just takes out our Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram. It takes an Instagram feed, um, but there are there are pages there about places we've stayed in in France and Europe mm-hmm. and oh, there is, where we've yes, liked where we've and liked. said these yeah, are amazing places to go. Yeah. There's a list of those and things um, about the build and the technical aspects yeah. of it and stuff. But like we haven't that. updated it. It just takes from our Facebook, doesn't it, at the moment? Yes, and. YouTube, but we just do that for fun for ourselves. If, but seriously, if people were interested in the toilet or, or wanting to know about, there is a video on the toilet. There is a video on the slight one on the plumbing. There is a build. There is a tour of the, which I know has had huge amount of twenty thousand views or something of the tour. So obviously people like to look at the lorry. That is on YouTube. Yeah, oh, and they brilliant. can always go and see that. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and it's all under Flory the lorry. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, well, thank you so much for talking no to me problem. today. No problem. Pleasure. It's lovely. Yeah, it's nice lovely to meet, to meet you. you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now it's definitely Rolo's dinner time. It is so definitely Rolo's dinner time. Yeah, I know. Hands, <laughs> so. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? He's telling me. Yeah. Mum, brilliant. brilliant oh, nice one. <laughs> yes, it's coming. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, guys. That's all right. Thanks. No worries. Thanks for listening to She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast. You can find She's at the Wheel on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to write to me, it's she's at the wheel at gmail.com. If you have a spare minute, please rate She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast five stars on iTunes as this helps other people find this podcast. See you next episode. I've got to 